What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Grab, Don't Slap. Thank you for everyone out there tuning in to this episode. As always, we got the same squad talking about basketball. We got Jason, Josh, Kyle, I mean, Royce. <laughs> Dang it, Royce. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's no, Kyle? No, keep it, keep it. That's perfect. It <laughs> says Kyle. Zach, on the- we got Zach <laughs> here and myself, Patrick. Sorry, guys. I said Kyle because Royce signed into his brother's Zoom account. Hey, yo. What a setup, bro. I was just reading off of that. Anyways, let's start this episode with the Warriors because, you know, they just played. How about the Warriors, guys? Um, right. Maybe, maybe if they could stop losing, there'd be something to talk about. <laughs> no, you could talk about a loss. <laughs> Not that I want to. The very most recent loss against the Hornets. Yeah, loss oh, we could talk about. I, I yeah. think we, I think we would have won that game though if Steph was playing. You know, because it's Steph. We would have won without. That was weird that he became a late game scratch. <laughs> Yeah, I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw update Michael Mulder is starting at point guard tonight. I was like, what the heck? What the heck happened? But we we looked good. I mean, we looked all right. Like we could have won that game and, and the ending just, just kind of blew up. Draymond. Yeah, shout out Draymond. We should have won that game. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely should have won that game. It sucks that I have to say, like, if Steph was there, we would have won because it sucks to, you know, basketball is a team sport. You shouldn't have to rely on one person, even if that one person is Steph and Curry. Um, so it's just unfortunate that we couldn't get the win without him. Well, I mean, we could say that it was Draymond's fault because what was the score before that technical? 100 to 98. Right? So they're only they're up by two. And Terry Rozier hit those two free throws, and they get the ball. And Terry, yeah, that's, scary that's Terry, wild. hit a game winner, deep two. See, but, oh, if he just shut his mouth after the first tech, <laughs> two techs there. If he shut his mouth after the first one, it would have been then down one, and who knows? That may alter something. I don't know, but. Draymond's gonna Draymond. You just hope he would do it in a moment where the game isn't at its most crucial point. <laughs> Seriously, like I mean, if I mean, you're gonna all... do it, which, which we, I mean, you shouldn't. Like, don't try not to get technicals. But if you're gonna do it, don't do it when it's a crucial point in the game. Yeah, but like Jason said, uh, Draymond's like a guy where if he talks, the ref are easily gonna get triggered by him. And most likely going to call the tech. Yep. We know he has a short leash. Just, just shut up then. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not It's not necessarily shut up. It's just control yourself in this moment. Like, yeah, holy shit. Tempers flare and all that. But the person that has dealt with, like, the refs going after him for how long or him not having the best rapport with the refs for how long, just... Relax first, like not not even relax. It's compose yourself, get back in the game, take whatever just happened right now because obviously this the refs are dumb. We all know this. The re- NBA refs are terrible. I don't know who's worse, NFL ref, blind eyes, or the NBA refs and their power hungry struggle or whatever. But yeah, dude, I don't know. 
some somebody else somebody else i can't i mean i don't i'm not fully gonna blame him for that just because i know right in the moment when you when they make a call like that uh that it was they called a timeout they gave him that timeout i mean my first reaction would have been i would have been really mad as well like i would have been really pissed and i know like you guys say he's got to control himself which i totally agree with it just sucks that that's the way it is and it really bothers me that uh I got a hypothetical for you. Yeah. Somebody's cussing you the hell out. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit there? No. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about an NBA game or just like walking down the street? Oh, you right now. You yeah. Well, I'm not just going to sit there. Yes. But what happens if you talk back and you get into a fight? What happens? It gets ugly. Authorities are called. Mm-hmm. And that makes shit a whole bunch worse. Mm -hmm. See how with the lawyers, he just antagonized the people. He antagonized the people with the power. Why you don't feed into the people with the power? Yes, the, we know the referees are stupid. Like, the referees are terrible. And they definitely, a lot needs to be adjusted with them because they feel way too much power. It's ridiculous. Like, stop deciding games. Let the players play. I honestly think, I feel like, We've seen, like, in recent seasons, we've seen so many missed calls from refs. And then, like, when people point it out, like, on Twitter or whatever, um, like, the NBA will issue a statement and be like, oh, yeah, the refs admit they messed up. Sorry, they're bad. And that's it. Like, there's no repercussions. I honestly think there need to be some repercussions for, like, terrible refing. Oh, yeah, especially if this, like, for example... Say we get to the end of the season and we miss the playoffs by a game. There you go. That the, the Dallas, that Mavericks game, um, the Warriors against the Mavericks. If we, if we lose, if we miss the playoffs by one game, it'd be that game. Or you can say ability. There's a couple of games where you could be like, dude, what, like you messed. There's a couple games where the refs were like, you know, the ref, the Dallas game, this game, where the refs are a little wonky. You can be, you can easily be like, yeah, this is the reason why the NBA refs are just terrible. I think for blatant missed calls, like the one in the Mavericks game, I think, I think they should start issuing fines to the refs for like yeah. gross and blatant yeah. missed calls. Because that's just like, you could ruin a team season with horribly missed blatant calls like that. All right, you're going to have... I think the refs really need to be held accountable. You need a fine to scale, though. You can't... Oh, shit. They said something crazy and they get fined 25K. Or they call it back calling it 25K when their salary is like, what, 75? Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely scale it. You're not, they're not, you're not finding them like you're finding NBA players who are making like millions you're finding them you know scaled on what they're getting paid but still like i i just feel like there need to be repercussions somehow oh they just can't ref another game that's what i was gonna say do you just take away games like say okay you're just gonna miss two three games now until you're like a better i mean same thing it's it's basically like finding them they're not gonna get paid because they're not gonna get to work those games so like whatever whatever works man yeah, I agree with Josh. It's their job. Do it right. This is what you're getting paid to do. Yeah, man. They're trained professionals. They're supposed to, like, 
you know, it's their job to like point these things out. Yeah. That's and what they're there for. All rest, you know, they'll miss a call once in a while, but it's like we said, it's gotten out of hand. Like there are some game deciding calls that they miss and it's really gets really annoying. So yeah. This is their job. And, it, it's, and it's not even you can it's not even like you can blame one ref. There's a whole team of refs and cameras like to replay this shit. Like yeah. There's no excuses for gotta, like horribly blatant missed calls. Like Zach said, like there's going to be some, you know, human error. People are going to make mistakes, but like that's what the technology and the extra people are there for to like avoid making these gross mistakes. It's, sometimes it seems like they don't even utilize the the cameras in like the replay. It's like sometimes they don't even look at it. It's like it's a perfect you can totally find the right call if you look at these cameras and look at the replay and sometimes they don't even look at it which is doesn't make any sense so, it's yeah, almost like if they don't it's almost like if they don't call it out like no one calls it out they're not going to do anything about it so like if the coach doesn't want to challenge it they're just going to completely ignore it uh, that sounds like something similar that similar that we're yep. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh i was gonna say uh, the the Twitter uh, Twitter versus ablaze right now, and I think the three factors are obviously the refs and Draymond, but also our favorite our favorite uh, warrior on this podcast, uh, Wanamaker. Yeah. <laughs> How did this guy God. play? Five. God damn it! Of all the free agents we signed, we signed Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> no, no. What what I'm saying is he got double teamed. And why is he, why even, I don't even, I don't get how he even allows that. I don't even know, I don't get how you get into that jump ball situation. You never should have gotten into that situation. That was. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That was bad. We need to. And Steve Kerr, for once, tried to call a timeout. Right? <laughs> Steve Kerr tried, hey, yo, Zach, you'll love this. Um, what's up with any Bay Area uh, coach and their inability to using timeouts? You're so uh, right, dude. Don't even remind me. Like, uh, no, you're right. Zach, you just be mad over there for a second. You know, you're <laughs> what I'm getting at. That's totally true, dude. It's annoying. You're right, dude. Yeah, like, uh, can we please bring up Jeremy Lin? Like, please, like, I don't. Here, but you know what's scary? We don't know what why like Steph said he's sick. We don't know if he's missing another fourteen days. Well, no. they said it wasn't. Like, I was worried about. I was worried that was the case when I heard that. They said it wasn't like reported by someone specific. I think like it had to be like reported through the NBA or something like that. If it had, if it is COVID, I forget what they were saying, but they were saying the way it was reported is showing that it possibly is not COVID. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to have to go get tested to, to play it safe, man. They're going to take every precaution like they've been doing. So, uh, yeah, man, man whole, I hope it's not because if it is, he's missing, like, he's missing two weeks. And can I don't think the Warriors can afford to miss him for two weeks. Here, hold on. Nope. The schedule real quick. Because what? Our next game is the Knicks. That can go either way. True. 
about Steph. Julius Randle would mess us up. Yeah, Julius Randle's a, a nightmare. Yes, uh, he is. We go back to the Hornets. Could beat them. We've seen it. Um, what? Pacers. The Blazers. We have the Pacers, the Lakers, and the Suns left. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. <laughs> yeah, no, those. That's not a good. The Blazers schedule. are gonna be tough. Like, we get. Didn't we lose to the Pacers this year? I feel like we lost to yeah, the Pacers. We did. I remember earlier in the year. God, yes, we did. That was a ridiculous game too. Um, yeah, we we gotta we're gonna need Steph if we're gonna survive the next. I guess the first half of the season because what March fourth is the last game of the first half of the season, I guess. But yeah, That's soon. I I don't know. It's gonna be. Maybe he just ate something bad. I hope I hope that's just it. But Aisha <laughs> is his chef. There's there's no way he could eat anything bad. They were in Charlotte. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I just hope it was a bad. I don't know southern restaurant. I don't know. Catfish wasn't cooked properly. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, speaking of uh um yeah, speaking of uh needing Steph. Looks like we got, we had a person step up today with the Warriors. He's been stepping up lately, Kelly Oubre. What See, do we think about knew, uh, we Oubre all now? we all knew he figured it out at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> him and him and Wiggins are actually like they're they're playing well. It's just not translating to wins, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but he was getting straight slandered throughout the on the timeline. And I mean, what the first month it was deserved, but when he start when he started to figure it out, I mean. It's clicking now. Like, if this is what we get to see from him going forward, like, consistently, he might be, the, what? He could potentially be the third best player on the team. Oh, for sure. I could definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I'm not counting Clay Thompson. But <laughs> yeah, of course. Let me let me just put that there. Because, what? He's almost 50% for three in all of February. He went from, what? Nine percent to fifty. No, for sure. He's been doing a little bit of both. You know, his high flyer self. He's been a lot more accurate on three for sure. He had four tonight. Looking pretty good out there. He went four for nine tonight. Not bad. Not oh, bad. Oh, that Jason. He's passing the ball in space. True. Exactly. All the stuff. Like he wouldn't make that pass in what? late December, early January. He's making that extra pass now. We need that. No, yeah, yeah dude. That's what the... That's what, um, you know, we used to thrive on. Like, just passing the ball around and, like, finding that extra pass for the open man. That was... That was what made our team so, like, so dangerous. So we got... I definitely agree with Jason. You got to, like, bring that mentality back. 
Yeah, like Josh said, we knew he'd figure it out. We knew what he was capable of doing. We had him here to kind of, you know, defend and hit the shot. And as he started really slow, he's picked it up, which is, uh, you'd love to see that. So I'm excited, especially for next season when he's here. I think he's going to, you know, fit into his role even better. Who Who is here? Kelly Oubre. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you meant, like, you're talking about another player, but... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't believe in him or Wiggins, but I wasn't really a big fan of Wiggins because this guy was hyped up in uh, Minnesota for so long. You know, everyone was hyping him up, and I was just like, I don't see it, guys. But when it came to the Warriors, I was like, you know what? I believe in this guy. He's going to eventually pick it up, and he is. Same with Ubre. You know, he just needed that time to get comfortable in there. So it's nice to see that they're actually moving around and getting the flow going over there and making it work. You know, I heard something uh, from another podcast, another dude that breaks down like, you know, basketball and shit like that. And he was basically saying that Andrew Wiggins was in a, um, a very, not, I'm not going to, I'm using different words here, but he was in a very like soul sucky type of team. Like the, Tim, the Timberlands, I said Timberlands. Holy shit. Those <laughs> are very, it feels like a dead end franchise. Oh, it's something, something's not going right there because obviously you see they have all the talent in the world. They have a decent team and something's not, something just wasn't working there to let Andrew Wiggins reach his fullest potential. But going from a losing franchise to a winning franchise where he's just allowed to be himself. And we, I don't think we put high expectations on him. We just, hey, be a 3 and D guy, guard the perimeter, get buckets, slash. And from there, obviously, once he fit into that role, sky's the limit for him. Obviously, he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the game. And now he's one of the best uh, ISO scorers in the game. Like, what can you say? Yeah. You're right. When you said when we uh, when you said that, you know, we allowed him to be himself. I think that's huge because in Minnesota, he had, you know, a lot of pressure on him to really lead that team because he was the number one overall pick. Everyone expected him to be great every year. They were like, oh, was this Wiggins year, you know, to step up? And then, you know, it never really did. And then he came here and, you know, he turned into it. We didn't even need him to be like we didn't think he was going to be an amazing defender. We just kind of said, pick up the defense and hit the shots. And he's turned into an amazing defender and he's hitting his shots. And like you said, we were allowing him to be himself, which is a uh, huge for him. And he fits this role perfectly. I'm glad because he was getting wasted in Minnesota. He was, he couldn't live up to the expectations over there. No, for sure. I feel like he's really come out with us and you can see him in game. He actually shows some emotion with us. Like he really wants to be out there playing and competing. I mean, why wouldn't you with a team like us? You know, you get traded to us. I feel like he was definitely psyched to come to a team like us and get that real reboot that he was looking for. And I think we're a perfect destination for a guy like that. So, hope, you know, hope for the best for a guy. Yeah, winning team surrounded by a lot of winning players. And yeah, great dude, players. Good, good, menta good mentality is like can do wonders for players. So I, I definitely think we keep letting – Wiggins and Ubre do their thing. Uh, they're it feels like they're getting better almost every game. 
So I think just keep letting them do what they're doing. All right, guys, let's switch up the topics. Um, we found out who the all-star starters are, the West and the East. Uh, any surprises or is it pretty much what we expected? I mean, let's not beat around the bush. Um, who said Who said uh, Damian Lord should not be a starter? Not me. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably everybody from Luca's country. That's probably why he got so many more fan votes. Hey, yo, yeah. speaking of that, y'all remember Zaza Pachulia? <laughs> His entire country voted for him. Yeah. And he, he was up there in, like, the top ten for a minute. <laughs> that oh, was fucking funny. For a portion of time. That's how, like, crazy Georgia was. Yeah. Yes. Um. Let's let's not let's cut to the chase. Um. Yeah. Uh. Damian Lloyd is playing better than Luka Doncic, and he's leading his team. He's leading the Trailblazers. My opinion. He's leading the Trailblazers better than Luka's leading the Mavs. Totally. The Mavs garbo right now. Not garbo, but they're not playing. As good as Portland. But that's why I think Damian Lillard deserves to start over Luka Doncic. I think he's a better leader. And he's like, he's playing at an MVP level. Not to say that Luka isn't. It's just, we we gotta really, we gotta put some respect on Damian Lillard's name, man. I mean, especially after the McCollum injury. I think people were quick to possibly write them off and be like, okay, well, it makes sense because CJ's out. But Dame, I mean, ever since then, he's just been on a tear, man. Like, you know Dame, his resiliency that he always shows. You know he wasn't going to lay down. But, I mean, to be playing like this and to be shrugged off again, it's just kind of a sour taste for NBA fans, I feel. At least guys. I, I, I agree with you, Royce. It's like I said, you got to you gotta put some respect on Damian Lord. Like you said, too, see, with CJ McCollum out, a lot of people thought the Trailblazers were just going to, like, you know, kind of flatline. Yeah. But like, yeah, Damian Lillard, he's leading them to wins and he's keeping them like towards the top of the, the Western Conference, which is no easy task. In a world where Steph Curry doesn't exist, Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the league. And I don't think that's a question. No, nope, yes. definitely not. I agree. I don't think you can even do it. <laughs> Damian Lillard is that good. Yes, you can name any other point guard in the league right now. Go ahead. Kyrie's close, sure, but Dame, Dame's proven he's he can lead a team. Yeah, he led what the Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals, where he ran into his arch nemesis and his kryptonite. Ah, uh, Kyrie alone hasn't gotten his team anywhere near that type of level. And in the, for what? It for a player that hasn't. Whenever he's played without. A legitimate superstar he hasn't sniffed either playoff contention yeah he hasn't an actual star he hasn't sniffed playoff contention that's yeah yeah dude without cj mccollum it is literally dame time like um he's he's playing out of his mind and people need to acknowledge that 
Yeah. They're on like a six game win streak. I think without CJ. Which is crazy because CJ is like one of their core players. CJ, who was also before he got injured, he was having himself a nice looking season. But I mean, now without without that like core uh, scoring player that they had, uh, you would think they're not gonna, um, they weren't gonna like come back and like rally. But Damian Lillard, man, he's keeping that team alive. You know, they also have a nice bench too. I I like Gary Trent. I like um isn't it Nazir Little, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about him. They got a nice bench. Like Portland is a well built team. Like Anthony Simons too. He's been playing pretty good. That was a steal in the draft. Right? I, good. <laughs> but like yeah, Portland Portland got it. Damian Lillard should have been a all-star starter. It's absolutely crazy that he wasn't. A lot of y'all basketball fans that started watching basketball in 2016 because y'all wanted to get on that hype. Y'all know shit about shit. And y'all should probably go either go watch more hoop or go play hoop because you go play hoop and you realize you suck dick at basketball. You might want to find something else to do. Cause stop disrespecting players like Damian Lillard, please. They have Dame third on the MVP ladder and not an All-Star starter. <laughs> no sense. Actually, yeah, that makes what the heck? No sense. Why is Dame third in the MVP ranking and not an All-Star starter? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Someone, someone else say something before I get mad. As, it was like I, it was the fan votes that kind of broke that tie broke like kind of broke the tie between Dame and Luca to see who was going to get that starting spot, right? Wait, did you see the rankings though? Because it's broken down into three criteria. It's what? Fans, players, and media. Yeah, yeah. Obviously Steph was first in all of those. But of course. Dame was second in two of the three categories. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. He was second in, or he was behind Steph. He was second in media and NBA player votes. The only one he lost to Luca in was um, the fan vote. Was that so, even like a big gap? Like, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, it was, it was probably, it was probably like a little under a million votes, but still, like, if you, if he was ahead in two of the categories, why why did he get snubbed? Oh, fans account for 50% of the vote. Oh, there you go. Y'all just, just make it 33.3%. Move on with your life. Oh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> about the fan votes? I don't know if you guys heard, but did you hear that? Or about the player votes? Um, every player gets to vote for an all-star starter or whatever. And Clay Thompson got a vote from a player. And everyone thinks it was himself. Oh. <laughs> I believe it, man. I fucking believe it. That's the most Clay Thompson thing I've heard. Oh, God. Really. I hope it's just true. That'd be so freaking funny, man. I wonder who it was. Yeah. That's... Clay Thompson. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was him. But anyways, did you guys have any other people you think that were snubbed off the starter list i think it was pretty good other than that no i think they got it right um, otherwise other than dame not being a starter i feel like the rest of it made sense i mean you could have made a case for zach levine in the east i feel but 
If Bradley Beal doesn't play like he's been saying he might not, I feel like that's a guy they should consider bumping up for the East at least. If Zach Levine doesn't make it, I will be very surprised. Oh yeah, yeah, he's killing it. That would be horrible if we didn't make it. He got snubbed last year, right? Yeah, he wasn't yes, even playing as good. As Here, think about this: if Chicago gets into the playoffs this year. You can make a legitimate argument for him being an MVP candidate. Agreed. Exactly. Yeah, no, he's playing at an MVP <laughs> level. It's in, just his team is 12 and 16. In the East, too. And I was watching the Bulls game last night. I forget who they were playing, but they ended up losing, I think. But they were like a really good team. Like, I mean, not really good team, but they were playing well. And it was surprising. And Zach Levine is just... He's he's so he's fun to watch and he's just so good. Um, so yeah, like if if Chicago gets into the playoffs, I could see a legitimate case for MVP for him. Guys, I'm getting worried that we might have we might have the second coming of Bradley Beal in Zach Levine if the Bulls <laughs> can't turn it around, man, because they have not been good for quite a few seasons. So my thought process right now is. We're still on Bradley Beal watch. I I mean, if the Bulls can't turn it around, does Zach Levine become the next Bradley Beal? As in, like, he's going to be this all-star caliber player playing on a terrible team. And no matter, like, how much effort and, like, how good his stats are, uh, how much he's putting in, they're still just not going to be, like, you know, a winning team. Here. I have a uh, fever dream uh, trade scenario. <laughs> the Lakers don't figure it out this year. The Lakers lose in either the Western Conference Finals or the semifinals. I don't know. This is a fever dream. Anthony Davis is pissed because he something happens between the Lakers and him. Something happens and it doesn't go right. And Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis decides to go home to Chicago and play with uh, Zach Levine. That makes Bro. Chicago a playoff team at the least. And it gives Zach Levine a star to play with. Not a uh, not a Lowry Markinen or Wendell Carter Jr. A legitimate star in Anthony Davis. That makes Chicago at least a playoff team. Agreed. A, a healthy Anthony Davis on a Bulls team with a MVP level Zach Levine? They're at least they're at least the seventh or eighth seed, man. In the East, yeah, it, absolutely. It'll be like fourth. Yeah, probably higher than seven eight with AD. That'd be sick. The East is so ass. Like, come on. Oh, the Warriors would be like six in the East right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We'd actually be a playoff contention. I know that's that's so horrible. The East is it's just so top heavy. After the top like four, it just completely drops off. Wow, yeah, the Warriors would be like, holy crap, dude! The Warriors would be in fourth with their record, or yeah. like fifth. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> what are we right now? Ninth in the yes. West. Yes. <laughs> yes. That sucks. I'm. Also I mean, we're th we're three games ahead of the tenth place, so. But who are we behind? Um, I think, well, right now, what it looks like, um, in the NBA standings, right now we're eight, 
with 16 and with a record of 16 and 15. And then the Grizzlies are the closest with 13 and 13. I don't like that. I don't like that we've played what six more games than the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> they had that whole Corona thing. They were like, Oh, that's right. A lot of postponements. Like a week and a half. Oh, I about that. But, oh, that's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Grizzlies are going to be even better when Jaron Jackson comes back. Right. Isn't he out with a knee? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he's out with something. He's been out all year. He's been out for, yep, he's been out for heck of long. Was he out last year? Was he out like, he was injured last year too for a while, right? He hurt himself at the end of last year, didn't he? Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. That sounds right. I think he tore his ACL at the end of last year. Hey, uh, Pat. Um, since you're a kinesiology major, why do people tear the ACL so goddamn often? That is also um, an answer I would like to know. <laughs> is it just easy to do? It's just, I guess, the way they um, step. I don't know. It's been a while since I was in class, but I just know they just tear ligaments, bro. <laughs> That's all I can remember it's right like, now. It's like the way it's like the way you like it's like the way you put pressure on your knee sometimes, right? Because I know a lot of times people tear their ACLs is when they're doing like hard turns, or like when Clay he went up for um he went yep. up for like a block or something, and then he landed completely on one leg, and it kind of like bent sideways. So like I mean, I mean. From what I see, it's usually a lot of, um, it's usually when they land awkwardly and the knee goes inward. It just, it seems like that force going inward is a lot, I guess that's a lot weaker. I don't know. I don't know the body like this, but. What confuses me is when players are just like running and then out of nowhere, they have to like they just collapse and like they're grasping their knee. I'm like, what what happened? No one no one touched them and they were just running. And then later on, you hear their poor oh tore their ACL. I'm like I'm just like damn. Too often, you could also think about like if you know you're running all game, like you're all fatigued, your muscles, you know, like you you don't even realize it, but you're just putting so much pressure on your legs, and maybe like they just didn't really realize that. And sounds. Yeah, it's just too much on it. <clears throat> That's true. They're jumping a lot too and stuff, so that has to be hard on the harder on the knees than we realize, I guess. All right, who do we think has the uh, first vote between uh, Braun and KD? You mean the first pick? Yeah, the first pick vote, LeBron. same thing. It's LeBron, right? Don't they do most votes? I think I don't know. I feel like why it, don't they flip a coin? <laughs> yeah, they should flip a coin. Well, I guess it's whatever. Um, I think yeah, we, probably LeBron will get the first vote. Is this the year we finally see uh, LeBron and Steph play together? Oh my God, dude! If that if a LeBron and Steph team does not win the All Star game, I I would be baffled. That's too much power. He never plays well in the All Star game. Who Steph? Yeah, he never plays well. And the All Star. I feel like because he just doesn't take it serious. I feel like Back if we if we got to see him play last playing the All Star game last year, with how like competitive it was, I think he would have played. I think he would have played really well in that uh, in that one. I this mean, new format. For damn near got forty in one like and a half. 
they're they're doing the same format, right? I hope so. I think I, they are. So that was awesome. Yeah, that was fun to watch. The best so I think they should keep that format. It makes them like it makes them it makes them play hard too. Exactly. And uh but it ended on a free throw last year. Remember that? Should never yeah. yeah, but just like a real good just like you know, a possible real game would. I know, but it was just so lame because we were all excited and then AD got fouled and then he We want to see a game winner. Yeah, I didn't want to see the free throw. Not no game winning free throw. That sucked. So anticlimactic. I know it was. Um so yeah, you know who's good at hitting game winners? Third on the MVP ladder, Damian Lillard, who's not a starter in the All-Star game. (laughs) That dude has game winners in his blood. And he's he's hitting, he's hitting like crazy ones too. He'll he'll fucking step back at half court and hit a game winner. Like fading out of game time. That that's just how is that not worth the starting spot? seems that that Dame Time watch is always broken when it's against the Warriors, but who am I to talk? <laughs> his his arch nemesis. Uh, but yeah, speaking about Dame being third on the MVP ladder, um, the ever-changing MVP ladder, what do we think of it right now? Bad. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that Steph's at least in the top five now, what we've been asking for but like they kind of they kind of ruined the they kind of ruined it again now, there's a few mistakes number one is lebron i don't see him at number one i think Jokic is top two him or mb at least changeable um uh i think those i guess those are the main ones lebron is not top Five or he might be fifth. Let's see. Embiid, Jokic, Steph, and I guess they have KD so low because his uh injuries, but I don't wait, know. I wait, wait, still... Zach, Zach, go go through the go through the current MVP ladder right okay. now in order. All right. We got LeBron, Embiid at two, Dame, Steph, Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, Durant, Kawhi, Arden. And I think that's pretty jacked up. What were you saying about LeBron, Zach? Where, if you had to place him somewhere, you said not at number one. Where would you place him? Probably four, five. Uh, I think Steph's above him. Jokic and Embiid are for sure above him. Um, and then you can argue Durant's above him. So I think, I think fifth is good. Fifth. I'm going fifth. LeBron five. I would have said LeBron five as well. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are winning games. That's probably why they have him up so high. He's, you know, you all know his story, 36 years old and still playing like, you know, he's 25. But I mean, I feel like that just, that story just negates how other people in the league are playing like, you can only you can only piggyback that story for so long. Guess who uh, won a championship, a Finals MVP at the age of thirty-five? Hmm. Anybody? Somebody guess. Who's Wait, that? who? Uh, I'm actually I'm actually not. <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh, me. Michael Jordan. 
I was gonna I was gonna say Michael, but I wasn't sure if <laughs> like he was 35 when he I wasn't sure if he was 35 when he did it. He, he was 35 and 98. I'm just tired of hearing oh, oh. 36, he's so fucking old. Ah 36 ain't old. And especially It really isn't. It really is not. Millions of dollars on your body every year and you actually take the, your craft seriously. LeBron's like LeBron's like Tom Brady and he should be able to play into his forties. The way he takes care of himself, he should be able to put and the lack of injuries, he should play into his forties. So I'm tired. That should get out. The age of 36 playing at an MVP level should be taken out of the MVP consideration for him purely because of how well he takes care of his body and how serious he takes his craft. I don't think that adds to an MVP experience or an MVP qualification, how well t you take care of your body. What? No. And oh shit, people age. Ah, it's gonna happen. I mean, I'm still, I'm still not gonna like, I'm still not gonna disregard the way he's playing. He's still playing like, a, like an MVP, but I just yeah. think there are other people who are, you know, playing a little better than he is in comparison i mean i think other people are putting out more more either important stats to the team or better stats to the team which has and they've been um more impactful to the success of that team for example Jokic, Embiid, steph dame kd well kd you can argue a little less not because of the injuries but Kyrie and James Harden, and they're both playing pretty well. I can see why. But the numbers that Kevin Durant puts up are still ridiculous. And yes, he should be way higher than he is. The Lakers lost today against the Heat without AD. But oh, yeah. LeBron did almost get a triple-double. But I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't can't disregard that. It's impressive, but it's also, I mean, it's not new for LeBron. <laughs> this is where um this is where uh LeBron can solidify his MVP case. However well the Lakers do and he does within this time period of Anthony Davis being out will definitely point out where he will end up in MVP voting. I definitely agree, especially if a team like the Trailblazers keeps doing good and rising up the rankings. That definitely will be a message sent. So do you guys think Dame is top five? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I was I was trying to think if I had to rearrange this ladder, how would I do it? I do think I would keep I think I'd actually keep Dame and Steph where they are. Yeah. Um, I'm putting Jokic at the top. I'm pretty much like just keeping it the same. I like Jokic is going to be at the top for me. Then, um, then Embiid, LeBron, Dame, and then Steph. I I would put um, I would put KD right at six, and then Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I see it right now. Anyone watched that uh that jazz game recently? Last night against the clips. Yeah. That was a that was Donovan Mitchell put it all out on the floor, man. He he uh hit those, he hit a couple clutch shots. I didn't like the last shot he took, honestly, but the two threes he hit like before that, 
those were those are some crazy that MVP MVP type shots. Those are the shots you got to make to be on that level. Yeah, he's a real deal. He's a he's really carrying that Jazz team. They have a really all around, but they he's really carrying that team. What a freaking steal for the Jazz, man. Like I didn't even I I hadn't even heard anything about Donovan Mitchell like during the 2017 draft and then like they drafted him and it's like oh okay cool jazz that's who the jazz picked and then that same season he's competing for rookie of the year and he would have gotten it had ben simmons not been <laughs> considered a rookie oh yeah <laughs> i remember that so we saw earlier today uh boogie is now not on the Rockets. They cut him because they wanted to focus on like having a smaller lineup or something, smaller and younger or something. Wait, um, they cut him? Or they're going to. Wait, I, thought they, I thought it was Boogie's decision because they're not utilizing his, like him being in that team. Ooh, is that what it was? No, it said they, they both agreed to part ways, but I mean, that which could mean a lot of things. But to me, I think it, I think it means like the Rockets basically said, hey, um, we want to go in a different direction, so we don't really have any use for you anymore. And then, like, what is he gonna say? He's gonna he's gonna be like, okay, I I guess I can't really say anything. That's how yeah. it is. But like, I, I think that's heck of messed up, man. Oh, he is ahead. playing. Yeah, he's playing good. But like a couple of days ago, I don't know if it was yesterday, but I saw um on ESPN News that they guaranteed him for the rest of the year, like two million something oh yeah like like you're right yeah it was like you know telling everyone else that oh we're gonna keep them but i guess not or something changed what you know what like the next couple of days but i mean i guess they, they just want to focus on the small ball lineup and once uh, christian wood gets back oh yeah wait how tall is christian wood <laughs> are they just gonna have him play center I think so. I mean, I he's a power he's... forward, isn't he? I think he's only center too. Oh, he's 6'10". the only other. Yeah, he... Might as well oh. be a center. Yeah, the only other center they have that I haven't seen play was Tyson Chandler. I think they still have him. I'm not even sure. Hmm. I wait. Tyson Chandler's not retired. I don't even know. That guy hops on different teams too. <laughs> yeah, no. The last we saw, he was on the Rockets. What the hell? I forgot about Tyson Chandler. I guess they're really enjoying that small ball lineup. I guess it's uh, working out for them. It's weird because it's a new coach too. So I guess the small ball philosophy started at the top of the front office. I guess, yeah. I mean, they've been quiet so many times. They decided to go with the flow. Fire <laughs> venture the Warriors. Yeah, dude, the Warriors are the ones who sparked the small ball. I just think it I just think it sucks, man, because like Boogie's coming back after yet another injury year. And he was actually playing really well this season. And it just feels like those efforts aren't being rewarded because now he's he's getting like he's leaving he has to leave the team. And he went yep. there. Um wait, why did he go to the Rockets? 
He wanted to play with John they, Wall specifically. Yeah, had they already traded for John Wall and then he wanted to go there? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah see, that that sucks. He wanted to go play with his friend John Wall and now, and they were playing well together and now, now we have this. <laughs> yeah, he definitely wants to play with uh, John Wall. But it might be best for, Bo- damn, I'm not, I hate to say it. Imagine Boogie in Chicago. If he can get a starting role in Chicago and actually utilize... I think he can. I mean, who's he going to compete with? Wendell Carter Jr.? I don't know how much they like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it took uh, Wendell Carter last season, like, took him a couple games to get back into it to actually start playing good. I mean, right now, I don't think he's playing much, playing like 20 minutes a game. So I think uh, Boogie going to the Bulls is... Not a bad idea. You can utilize him there. Just give him that uh, that starting spot. Uh, where else? Do where work. else do you guys see Boogie going? I want to mind him in Charlotte? That'd be a dope spot for him. To be cool. To be honest, like a fringe playoff team. Actually, yeah, a that's bad call. not bad, Royce. Because who's who's the starting center in in Charlotte? It's Cody Zeller, right? Or Beyond. Cody Zeller. And then they have Bismack Biombo, which is basically nothing I mean, yeah, dude, and then they got I mean, PJ Washington I feel like LaMelo cool. Gary Terry that'd be a nice nice solid team it's a good call I like that actually I like I like that I feel like they could cut you know in the playoffs I feel like they can make a good, some noise I also saw some uh, trade rumors about the Lakers wanting Boogie because AD went down I don't know but if it's actually they... They cut they cut Boogie last year. <laughs> Wait, did Boogie get a ring? I think he did. He uh he should have. He but was yeah. with that team like the whole season. Yeah. But of course, the Lakers are looking for yet another player to help LeBron get another ring. What else is new? I I don't I don't know who else would even go to the Lakers. How would you uh, feel, How would you guys feel about boogie back to golden state dude at this at at this point right now with uh i mean james wiseman will be back but like boogie back to golden state i'd love it he's he's playing great this season we could use that they'll be back tuesday him and kavon looney are most likely back then really see that's that's the issue i don't want kavon looney back (laughs) (laughs) would you rather have demarcus cousins over kavon looney yes absolutely yeah one hundred percent. I'm just I <laughs> trade trade Kavon Looney for uh, Demarcus Cousins. No, don't trade him. Let's get him for cheap. Are you kidding me, dude? For real. Wait, I feel like Boogie already is. Well, I mean, the we don't have to take on. Um, if we were to trade, do we have to take on what the Rockets already uh, guaranteed him? No, I'm thinking yeah, it was like even cheaper. Ah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Get I mean, him for even. Yeah. We flip Kevon Looney for actual like pieces because I think he's worth more than Demarcus Cousins. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I don't think Kevon Kevon's Looney Kevon Looney's not really worth that much. I mean, I think he's worth the more. The only thing the only thing I've seen from him is like multiple seasons of being injured. Wait a minute, I'm confused. Is he a, is Boogie a free agent? Did they cut him or no? 
No, not yet. There's there's not an official decision on what what they're gonna do with him. But like they're going to cut him. He will be a free agent at some point soon. I it's either that or they'll trade him for something. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. I thought when I looked at it, I thought they just cut. But yeah. Uh, what about what about Boogie to the Mavericks? Uh. That's just something I, I I could see. You know, well, who's their center? Porzingis. Is it Porzingis? Then who's the power forward? Is it Maxi Kleba? I don't know that team. Ooh, hearing that name reminds me when he hit that shot over. <laughs> oh see. yeah. Who is on the Mavericks, man? They had Dwight Powell, right? But he's injured. I don't even know. Yeah, Dwight I think Powell's it is decent. Too. I think it is Maxi Kleber. Ew. And they have Kali Stein, but I think he's the number two. Oh, that's right. Kali Stein. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not much. <laughs> Remember when we had Willie Kali Stein? Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> Didn't it we have like good. half a season? Yeah. Bro, I was excited to have Kali Stein yeah. on my team, I thought dude. that was a good pickup. He looked like a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, never never mind. <laughs> never mind, man. They got they got Boban Marjanovic. They don't oh, need right. no one else except oh, for him. Big Boban. Boban Marjanovic. You know that's what? the man right there. You know who we have coming back, right? Marquise Chris at some point. Yeah, we have Marquise Chris. We can just get rid of Kevon Looney. <laughs> Marquise Chris is a great player, and he's young as hell. Hell yeah. This is true. The thing is, remember, I remember when Marquise Chris broke his leg. Well, no, I don't remember when Marquise Chris broke his leg because it was just came it out of practice. He did no, yeah, practice. no, I remember he, but like, it was just so random. Like I was just sitting in my room and I get the alert on my phone that he broke his leg. And they never said how or why, and it was like not even by game time or what or whatever. But that was so annoying because he he was he's getting even better with us. Um, but yeah, Marquise Chris, he's gonna be he'll be uh, solid when he comes back. Breakout player possibility for sure. But that guys, was- off topic. But um, do you think the Mavericks would trade us Jalen Brunson Jaylen for Brad Brunson Wanamaker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for Wanamaker. Not for Wanamaker. No, not for Wanamaker alone. But like, I, I just, I just want to get rid of Wanamaker and come on, Looney. Brunson's like playing well. with him too. Like shit, they don't make you trade. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. We just need a, we need a better backup point guard. Bring up Jeremy Lin. That's a big issue. I think is our backup. Point. Hashtag bring up Jeremy Lin. All right, so I guess for now we'll just wait and see what um, what happens to Boogie and the Rockets. Um, so we'll just keep an eye on that for now. Yeah, I'm excited where he's going to end up because the way he's playing with the Rockets right now is like looking good for him, especially when he's getting those starter minutes. So let's see what happens. Yeah, dude, wherever he goes, he's gonna he's gonna be a solid addition to that team. Hopefully, they utilize him properly. We got to do. watch now. We got boogie watch. I like it. All right, guys. Real quick before we wrap up, um, we gotta. We can't. We can't miss our uh, our check in on Bradley Beal. How's How's Bradley Beal doing? I'm glad he's an All Star starter. Um, the Wizards are still nine and seventeen though. But they beat someone yesterday. I think right. Who did they beat? They beat a decent team for once. <gasps> They're up ten right or nine right now against the Trailblazers. Did they? Oh beat- dang. They beat three game win streak. Actually, well, they beat what? they beat Denver, Houston, and Boston. Wow! Yeah. Oh wow! 
Tim's Good in for a- them. Can't. What the hell? Ah. Bradley Beal is still dominating, as usual. I wish I wish we could put him in the MVP conversation. He he's playing like an MVP. It's just his team is so is so garbage. That's just one more reason we need to keep an eye on Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. All um, MVP caliber player, and he doesn't even get a mention because his team is so garbage. I know, that sucks. He's great. I think if you put Bradley, if you were to put Bradley Beal on like a team like. I don't know, uh, the Spurs or like the Hornets right now, I think he would be in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as his, if his team was in the, in like a playoff race, then he's putting up insane numbers. I mean, exactly. Yeah. You're it's right. It's a bummer yeah. that he can't, he doesn't get to be in the MVP conversation with the season he's having. Yeah. You're totally Damn right. Shame. Yeah. He needs to stop being this, oh, I got to be the savior of Washington, D.C. Like, Stop that. Yes. We see what happens when you're loyal to a team. Only one player in what the last only two players in the last twenty years or three are really good at being loyal to the team. It's Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Steph Curry. Those are the Yep. Nope. Yep. Oh Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. On one. Kobe won five, Tim Duncan won five, Steph Curry won three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But Dirk possibly had one of the best uh, title runs ever, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. He needs to stop being that type of player. He needs to stop being that type of player. Uh, in this league now, it's team up. Team up with somebody somewhere nice to live and go try and win a ring. That's just what the league is now, unfortunately. We've already, I feel like Bradley Beal has already proven how loyal he is. So I don't think he needs to do any more. Like, like Jason said, go find someone good to play with. Go make a run for a ring. You deserve it at this point, man. Yeah, you deserve to play in the playoffs. You're too good to not be there. It's upsetting to see like amazing talent not compete for a chip. Agreed. Absolutely. Here, um, before we go, uh, anybody anybody have a surprising team? Because I have mine. A surprising Ooh, team. All right, let me let me take a look. And uh, it's probably going to take it, but what? The Suns? Yeah, oh, yeah I was going to say, the like, did you see today Chris Paul when he was drinking the secret juice? Did you see that? <laughs> I was just watching NBA TV right now. They, uh, they he, has a, he had a bottle literally labeled Michael's secret stuff. <laughs> I mean, if the Suns make the playoffs, I'm just going to be very happy to see what Devin Booker in the playoffs. Uh, sure. Dude, I for sure think I feel like the Suns right now they're a playoff lock. Yeah, I can see that. Like they're that team like went from last season literally aside from the bubble they were just garbage pushed to the side, but now they are the number four seed in the Western Conference. Not the East, not 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 the East, the Western Conference. The significantly tougher Western Conference. They are the number four seed. I, uh, one team that is also kind of surprising is the Spurs. I mean, they're playing really well right now. 
they're in the playoff race and uh that whole team DeJounte Murray stepped up this year man he's playing really well breakout year for DeJounte Murray thank god he's on my fantasy team he's gonna be good for sure and get better no doubt uh my surprising team is the obvious one the Jazz for winning 20 out of their last 21 games I I would say that's pretty surprising did, definitely did not expect that from them this season yeah, my team all year long has honestly been the Knicks. Like, Julian <laughs> Randall and even RJ Barrett is starting to play well, too, man. Like, that guy's finally starting to, you know, gel in with the team. But the fact that the Knicks are back to the relevancy, and if they, and if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. I mean, like, I just, I fucking love that, man. Crazy. That's <laughs> like, crazy. It's so great to see. Again, if. Zach Levine and Julius Randle are not all stars. I'm gonna be pretty upset this year. Yeah, <laughs> be so. Wait, weird. no, he is. Um, I was gonna say, shout out to Julius Randle. He he is an all star. He's not a starter, but he's he made it uh, as an all star reserve. Is he a reserve? They didn't yeah. announce the reserves. Yeah. Did they? Wait, yes, they did. No. You guys I... didn't see? They announced the reserves. When? Like five minutes ago? No, I swear. I. You guys didn't see it? No, I think I know what you're talking about. You saw Kendrick Perkins. You saw Kendrick <laughs> Perkins what he thought was uh, what he thought is gonna be. I guarantee you that's what it is. Oh because I saw that too. And it oh, like okay. Maybe I saw uh, maybe my mistake. Maybe it was what people thought um they were like predicting yeah. their reserves. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. But uh, it, I mean Julius I feel like I agree. Julius Randall has to be a lock for an all-star. Yeah, agreed. He's playing really well. He will be. He should be. I'm sorry to get. I'm sorry to get. Uh, get your hopes up like that, J- uh, Jason. I thought it was legit. Stars <laughs> will be announced on February 23rd. What's it today? The 19th. Oh wait, that's in three days. Yeah. So we'll know. We'll know soon. All right. We will know very soon, and we will discuss that next time. I feel like the reserves are going to be a more toxic thing to talk about than the uh, starters. I that's think we're pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have a slight suspicion here. Dude, if, if Levine doesn't make it, man, I swear to God. Watch. I'll, I'll call it right now. They're going to put Jalen Brown over uh, Zach Levine. I'm going to call it. I don't want that to happen, but I think that's going to happen. Mm. Wait, you think you think Zach Levine's not going to be an all-star? I yeah. feel – I have a feeling – that somehow they're gonna pick Jalen Brown over him. I, I I assumed it was gonna be Jalen Brown and Zach Levine would both make it. I I don't know. There's only so many spots, but that's just my guess. All right. Well, I guess. I mean, we'll wait. We'll see in three days. We'll discuss it then. For the reserves, they don't do like position wise, right? Don't they just grab like the top eight guys? They think or whatever positions apparently what oh they do two guards three four yeah yeah reserves. oh i thought they just grabbed the top guys oh. then yeah that makes it a little tougher but man they'll definitely they'll definitely be a snub somewhere my bad zach levine in the all-star contest would be would be so cool so nice mm-hmm. anyways all right on that note let's wrap this up we'll discuss yep. those all-star reserves as we as we find out who those are yep. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And remember, if you guys are grabbing a rebound, make sure you grab it 
Don't slap, and don't slap it. <laughs> don't slap unless it. someone's unless someone's open, then don't slap it to them. Tip it to them. All right. Don't even slap it. Slapping it is just aggressive and just can hit someone, go out of bounds or anything. Just <laughs> even go to the opponent, but tip it to them. But make just grab it if you can. Yeah, don't slap. Hands too. There's a pause in there, but grab with two hands. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>